the Askell Leadership Podcast. Hello, my name is Vince Groke and I'm the head teacher of the Hesel Academy and all through school in Hesel in East Yorkshire, uh, just on the banks of the Humber, um, very close to the, to the Humber Bridge. We have two sites, uh, a nursery and a primary school in Hesel, on one side of Hesel, um, and a high school and sixth form college on the other side of Hesel. Um, so two sites, 238 staff and a little over 1,600 uh, learners on roll. Um, I joined the school in 2010 as assistant head teacher for standards uh, under what was then a new head teacher, relatively new leadership team. And over the subsequent six or seven years, um, thoroughly enjoyed the work that we did in, in moving the school from what was then satisfactory and outcomes of around or a little below national average to a position where results consistently above average and we had a couple of uh, successful offsteads along the way. So 2018, um, when the my predecessor moved on to join the multi-academy trust that we belong to and a couple of retirements meant there was, uh, um, I was offered the the headship initially on an interim basis um, and, a, and a new leadership team. Um, as an assistant head, I hadn't really had the responsibility um, beyond that. So my experience was relatively narrow. I'd never been a deputy head and I was taken on a, a through school uh, across two sites. So with with um, probably responsibilities similar to a executive head teacher there as well. So it was a big jump and one which um, I uh, was a little unsure of to begin with, if I'm honest, um, but Thanks to the support of my predecessor and others in the trust, um, I was successful then in making it a permanent position in 2019. I think the thing to say is that I never aspired to be a head teacher. I joined. I became a teacher in um, in my early 30s, uh, and although I went into curriculum leadership relatively quickly, uh, I never ever looked at. Uh, I, I saw myself as being a head teacher when I watched. Um, when I watched head teachers perform, um, I saw them as, as having skills that I just didn't possess. They, they came across more confident, uh, better communicators, um, uh, more um, had clear purpose, um, inspirational, um, probably quite ruthless. Um, and those were all qualities which, you know, I didn't feel I had insufficient um, strength to, to become a head teacher. But... Um, Throughout that period of time, while working away to as part of the leadership to to improve the school, uh, clearly um, through my focus on on improving outcomes and and focusing on the job, uh, others had seen that in me, um, even if I hadn't seen it myself. Uh, and I'm I'm tremendously grateful for for the opportunity that that has given me. But it does cause me to reflect a little, uh, and it is some advice I've shared on on a couple of occasions with middle leaders that. You know, you focus on the job, you focus on improving the outcomes of the, the children or improving the provision for the children that you serve and the community that you serve. And certainly in my case, uh, your career really does take care, for yourself, take care of itself. I do look back on my career and feel I've been incredibly fortunate to, 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 um, to be in the position I am now without really um, charting that course for myself. Um. I think one of the first things which surprised me in those first few days was the authority that does come with the post. You know, I walked into a, walked into the hall on the second day 
um, to do an assembly and I made a comment that the laptop was a bit slow and needed replacing and lo and behold the next day there was a new laptop and everything was in place and, and I look back on that and think whoa where did that power come from um, and, and, and that did inform a little the, the, the way in which I set up my leadership meetings um, I was very conscious that, um, that, that I, I needed some checks and balances against the things that I wanted to do and I, and I, I tried to make those meetings as discussive as possible um, allowing people to share their opinions and we had some good healthy debates in there and still do um, so I think it's very important to respect the power and authority that you have as a head teacher um, and make sure that you are surrounded by people who will challenge that because you know, we all make, we make many, many decisions and they're not all going to be good ones. And, and by surrounding yourself with good people, influential um, and uh, knowledgeable people, then um, you will hopefully reduce the number of bad decisions that you might make. Um, one of the, I think one of the be- better things that I did in those early few weeks was, was to meet with all the members of staff. Obviously, having been at the school for a long period of time anyway, I knew many of them and, and some of them very well. Um, but I wanted to sit with all of them 15, for 15, 20 minutes or so and, and chat with them about themselves, about their careers and their aspirations, but also what they thought we did well as a school, what we could do better. Um, and that was a, a, a very, very um, useful and beneficial uh, process to go through. Uh, I think on reflection, um, I would have started with the support staff because I saw all the teaching staff first, which probably just reinforced what support staff always feel about the poor relations. So if you happen to do that, start with your support staff would be the advice I'd give you there. Um, and that, that, that process fed into revisiting of our vision and values. Uh, as a school, those have probably lapsed somewhat um, and they were just words on walls and on the website. Um, we relaunched all of that and, and that fed then into our school behaviour policy uh, as well as our um, professional development um, systems as well so that was a very very useful um, experience and, and process which I would, I would advise people to do um, I think also relating to staff the biggest mistake I made in that first term certainly was I inherited a couple of situations where uh, ongoing matters with members of staff which hadn't been resolved and it was it was down to me to to try to bring them to a close and and I embarrassingly um now, even speaking about it makes me cringe, but um, wholly underprepared for those meetings. I, I thought, you know, I'd read the brief, I'd read the documents and went into those meetings feeling prepared enough, but um, but I clearly wasn't. I hadn't given them um, headspace, if you like, and time to think through how I was going to handle those meetings. Um, and almost without exception, they went badly. Um, and I realised at that point, I think, that although that was just another meeting to me, um, that perhaps was the most important meeting that that member of staff was going to have that, that week, if not that term. Um, you know, th- these matters that heads speak to staff about very often in- involve their careers, their livelihoods in some cases, the impact on their family. Um, so, again, it's quite embarrassing now when I look back at how I conducted those meetings. And, you know, my advice to anybody would be get across the detail before you go into any meeting. Um, with a member of staff that you think might be might be sensitive um, again another tip and one of the things which I think we've done particularly well at the school during COVID is in term, terms of communication I don't, I don't think you can really over communicate um, as a school I think even if you're 
um, sending out messages to staff and to parents just to say what you're doing and you, even if you haven't made a decision that you're reviewing the evidence and you, you're making a decision it, it just reassures people that you are on top of things um, and I would always urge people to communicate as much as possible I don't think as I say I don't think you can over communicate um, just to finish off I think I've been in post now a couple of years and although I never aspired to be to being ahead it really is an absolute privilege and and one of the greatest jobs that there could possibly be brings with it incredible responsibility um, but I think if you surround yourself with the right people if you've got a clear set of values and vision which makes decision making much easier when you've got a clear set of values by which you conduct the school um, then it really is a job that you can do um, it's certainly a job I, I find that I can do now not wholly successfully but I'm learning um, and how you would hope that people don't feel put off from from taking the opportunity if it's given to you to become a head teacher I, I look at it and think if I can do it then um, many many more people are capable of doing this job um, as I say it's a great privilege the impact that you can have on the lives of many many people um, is tremendous and then it's really just down to you as an individual to make sure that that impact is a positive one. Um, it, it can just as easily be negative with a carefully, um, you know, or, or with, with a phrase that's not carefully thought through, make it a positive impact. You can have a tremendous influence for good on the lives of many, many people. I wish you luck and hope you enjoy it. Bye-bye. The Askell Leadership Podcast.